0: Welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, simping for Miyazaki since 2001. I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And this week we are covering the 2001 Japanese animated film, Spirited Away. Guys, welcome to anime! Get it? Because it's May. Yes! Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, No. I literally wrote the joke. I can't be mad at you for it. I'm mad at you for it, so... I don't know. We are going to be covering Japanese animation films and, you know, there's also probably going to be a couple little surprises along the way as well. Like, we've got some good stuff coming up this month. Before we get started, don't forget, go follow us on Twitter at Kick and Stream K-I-C-K-N S-T-R-E-A-M You can write the show at kicking and streaming Podcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. And don't forget, folks, be practicing the three R's. Rate, review, retweet. Rate, review, retweet. Guys, we want everyone to be able to come and join our little watch party. Yeah, I feel like I haven't said it in a couple of weeks, but folks, please be recommending us to your friends and your loved ones. I mean, I promise you, we've probably covered a movie they enjoy. Absolutely. Like you said, I'm going to be driving today. Uh, I am definitely not an expert on Japanese animation, but I am the expert in this blanket fort. So <laughs> I'll, yes. be, I'll be running the show today. I just want to say at the top that I apologize in advance for any ugly American pronunciations of anything. It's definitely not meant to be disrespectful. We're going to do our very best. Right, bud? Yeah. Um, I'm also going to drop a lot of my sources from my research in the related media this week. There's some great YouTube videos that explain some of the things in this movie very simply, as well as a video essay about Miyazaki that I think y'all should check out. So go check out the related media in the description. And I mean, guys, if you want to watch the film again and you haven't seen it in a long time, I highly recommend watching these videos. Yeah. I needed them yeah. before I watched <laughs> the film because I haven't seen it since I was a kid and I should have watched them before... <laughs> I watched the film because I was lost. (laughs) So is Chihiro. (laughs) So let's get to it then. Walt Disney Studios
1: presents a Studio Ghibli film.
0: Honey, don't take a shortcut. You always get us lost.
1: From master filmmaker Hayao Miyazaki. What is it? Come on, let's go in. I want to see what's on the other side.
2: Where are you going?
3: be here. Get out of here now. What? Leave before it gets dark. You've got to get across the river. Go. I'll distract them.
2: Mommy! I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming. Come on. Wake up. I'm see-through.
3: Don't be afraid. I'm Master Haku. No. I just want to help you.
2: No.
1: in worlds seen and unseen, where spirits are transformed (laughs) and sorcerers rule.
3: The witch Ibaba controls you by stealing your name. If you completely forget it, you'll never find your way home.
4: Your name belongs to me now.
1: Walt Disney Studios presents a Studio Ghibli film. Experience a magical movie phenomenon embraced by all the world. Let's
3: go! Let's go!
1: This fall, prepare to be Spirited Away.
0: say this now, you have to watch this movie. Like, if we try to accurately describe everything that's going on, try to capture the actual scope of the magic being portrayed here, we'll be here all night. Talking about this film's success here, this was up until quite recently you had told me the most successful Japanese film For like 20 years. Specifically the top grossing Japanese animated film. Yeah, for the last 20 years. It was recently unseated by the Demon Slayer movie that just came out, which I also saw. And it was great, but it was not as great as this. It wasn't spirited away. It was not spirited away. John Lasseter, the Pixar guy, right? Yeah. He's the think tank behind all of our favorite Pixars. He saw this movie in theaters and decided it had to be made for American audiences. I mean, yeah. I mean, it won the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature at the 75th Oscars. And you know how the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences loves to award things to Asian creators? Yeah. Mm, Not so much. Not so much. Hayao Miyazaki is imagination personified. His movies inspire like this full body sense of wonder. I love this quote from him. My films are the world's beauty. Beauty otherwise unnoticed. That's what I want the world to see. That's beautiful, dude. I know. I love that. He's always been special to me because his films are almost always about young women or girls. Like, they are the heroes of those stories. And what he does so beautifully is he writes completely normal little girls who are able to go on these self-affirming journeys and find their own inner strength. Guys, I wish you could be with us in this fort right now. (laughs) Carrie Ann is glowing. She's positively radiating with sunshine. I'm using my hands a lot, too, more than I normally do. This movie is a Feast for the senses. There's never a single inch of wasted space in a frame of a Miyazaki film. Like, all of the food and the atmosphere, even the crowds have a personality in a way that you don't often observe. You've had some time to think about this, haven't you? (laughs) Yes! Because that's what I just want to impress upon everybody. Like, the level of hands-on attention that Miyazaki gives his projects, he's involved with everything, and there is no detail too small we're going to be dealing with primarily the English dub voice actors today, but I don't want that in any way to diminish the incredible talent that's featured in the Japanese dub. I found a fascinating Japanese language clip that's subtitled in English about the sound production behind the original film that I'll also be dumping in the related media. The sound design of this film is amazing. Yeah, um, when you were talking earlier about the sensory... You know, feast for the senses, I'm like, yeah. Like, literally, I love that I can hear every drop of water. I know. You know what I mean? And that kind of shit. Nothing's been rushed or phoned in, from the voice acting to the Foley design to the music. On the subject of the music. Yeah. Can we talk about this score? Listen, you know I love me a film score. And I have to say... Like I thought some of the selection placements were a little weird but it still worked. Like it didn't make the it didn't make the movie like screech to a halt or anything. Like from the first piano chords of this movie I am at peace. That opening track's called One Summer's Day. I play that when I'm driving in the car all the time. Mm. Joe Hisaishi is the composer, and I just want to thank him personally for this score because it somehow manages to make me feel like a kid again. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. We appreciate that. All right, moving on. We've got names. And what I'm going to do here is I'm going to name the character. I'm going to name the original Japanese voice actor. And then I'll be naming the English dub voice actor. So playing our heroine, Chihiro, uh, she was originally voiced by Rumi Hiragi. Uh, she's voiced by Davy Chase in the English version. It's a y- dumb way to spell Davy. It is a dumb way to spell Davey. Anyway, I-, I love her because she's Lilo. She's Lilo from Lilo and Stitch. My friends need to be punished. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to do Lilo and Stitch. Anyway, moving on. She also played Samantha Darko in Donnie Darko, his little sister. And she plays the child that crawls out of the TV in the ring. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. Really? Yeah. That terrifying thing that comes out of the well and then... (laughs) Sandy, the TV (laughs) is (laughs) leaking. Sorry. That's referencing Scary Movie. (laughs) Or Scary Movie 3 in particular. Yeah, whatever one it is, yeah. <laughs> anyway, going on. Next we have the character Haku. He was originally voiced by Miyu Irino. Welcome back, Jason Marsden, everybody. He's been with us before? Yes, uh, he voiced Thackeray Banks, the cat, in Hocus Pocus. But he just did the voice, <laughs> not the kid. Yeah, He's re- not the kid actor. Yeah, exactly. Because they had to be two different people. <laughs> okay. I remember that shit. What the hell? Uh, You might also recognize his voice from The Lion King 2. He voiced Kovu. The internet's sexual attraction to that animated lion? (laughs) Kovu? Y'all should be ashamed of yourselves. What is an animated feline? He's not hot. We're attracted to animated human characters all the time. Yeah, well, at least we're not. You're right, you're right. I don't want to promote bestiality. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I'm it, sorry. At least we're not into the animals. Like He's also been the official voice of Max Goof since 1995. Like the Goofy movie, Goofy's Kid. He's really cute. He is really cute. He's pushing 50, but, like, mm. he's really cute. Next, we have the character Yubaba, or Zaniba, her twin sister. They're voiced by the same person. In the original version, she was voiced by Mari Natsuki. In the English version, she's voiced by Suzanne Plachette. Suzanne Plachet is is an old Hollywood hand. She was in Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. What the hell is that movie? <laughs> we never figure out what's wrong with the birds. <laughs> Sorry, it freaks me out. Hey, at least it's not Birdemic or whatever the fuck that stupid movie is called. She was on Bob Newhart? She was. She was. She received several Emmy nominations for her work on the Bob Newhart show. She was in Hot Stuff, The Shaggy DA. She was also in Lion King, too. She provided the voice for Zira. I like Zira. That's the thing. She's my favorite Lion King villain. Mm -hmm. Next, we have the character Kamaji. He was originally voiced by Bunta Sugawara. And in the English version, he is voiced by David Ogden Stiers, which you all will definitely recognize him from Disney in general. He was Cogsworth in Beauty and the Beast. He was Ratcliffe in Pocahontas. He was in The Hunchback. He was also in another Ghibli film called Porco Rosso. Is that the one About the man turned pig. Yes. And he's driving the cool car as a pig on the cover. It's a plane, but yes. (laughs) Oh no, okay, yeah, plane. (laughs) And I knew you would like this. He also narrated The Lady in the Water. Listen, (laughs) we are going to talk about that stupid movie. I can't wait. And I I have a feeling it's going to come up during September. Like, the prologue is honestly, like, my favorite part of the movie, so I'm glad I know that now. He does great voice work. Next, we have Lynn. She was originally voiced by Yumi Tamai. Uh, she is voiced in the English version by Susan Egan. Guys, when, uh, guys b- believe it or not, welcome back, Susan Egan. She has been here before when we did 13 Going on 30. And the reason I love her, number one, I love her voice. And mm-hmm. uh, number two, she originated the role of Belle. In Beauty and the Beast on Broadway in 1994. Yeah, she did. She was the first Belle on stage. She was also in Porco Rosso. She plays Porco Rosso's love interest. Oh. And uh, she is also more recently found work on Steven Universe as Rose Quartz. Really? Yes. She's the voice of Rose Quartz? Quartz. Yes. Oh my God, Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, last but definitely not least, we've got some honorable mentions here. Tara Strong is here. She was Timmy Turner. She's also voiced Bubbles on the Powerpuff Girls. And we've got some repeat offenders as well who've been here before. Bob Bergen, uh huh, who provided a lot of the voices in Space Jam. He's Porky Pig. Yep, he's Porky Pig. (laughs) (laughs) And John Ratzenberger is here, because if John Lasseter's involved, then John Ratzenberger's also got to be involved. If it's Lasseter, it's Ratzenberger. He was PT in A Bug's Life. Yeah, we did A Bug's Life. Welcome him back. All right. I think that's everybody for the moment. We're... Uh, I'd like to mention two more people. Okay, go ahead. Roger Bumpus. Roger Bumpus voices additional characters in this. He's Squidward. No way. Roger Bumpus is the voice of Squidward on SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh, my God. Yeah. In uh, Spirited Away. Yeah, I know. And also, um, uh, Michael Chiklis. Oh, my God. Like The Shield? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, Michael, Michael Chiklis. He was also, um, he's been in American Horror Story. Who does he play in this movie? Oh, he's hero's father. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, uh-huh. Oh, wow. No wonder he sounds like a total dad. Yeah. All right. We got to start talking about this. Here we go. The movie opens with our hero, Chihiro. She's about 10 years old. She and her family are moving to a brand new town. She's gonna be at a new school. She's gonna be missing all of her old friends. And you would—you guessed it, Chihiro is being as big of a pill as possible on this car ride.
2: Finally get a bouquet and it's a goodbye present. That's depressing. Daddy
3: bought you a rose for your birthday. Don't you
2: remember? Yeah, one. Just one rose isn't a bouquet. Hold on to your
0: card, I'm opening the window. And quit whining. It's fun to move to a new place. It's an adventure. Dad's driving, and uh, th- they also drive an Audi, which I just, I think is cool mm, for some reason. Yeah. Money. Money. So, Dad gets lost trying to find the new house, and he decides to take a shortcut through the forest to get to the house. What? What? He doesn't know? (laughs) He doesn't. This is a brand new place. There are no smartphones. I wrote, wow, boy, a wrong turn can fuck up your whole day. Yeah, this is a common theme in Miyazaki movies. (laughs) People wander off into the forest and they just vanish. Like, that's where the title comes from. Spirited Away. It's the Japanese way to articulate what happens when people just mysteriously vanish. It's like they were kidnapped by spirits. He is flying down this (laughs) unfinished forest path. Men thinking they're fine no matter what. I wrote, (laughs) why is he going so fast? This is like Cameron Diaz in My Best Friend's Wedding. (laughs) Honey, honey, honey. Ah! Slow down. You're going to kill us. What's that? The road comes to, like, a dead end at this building that kind of looks like the entrance to something. It looks weird. Why are we here? The road just stops, and, like, they get out and start looking at the building. It's a pretty red building, but instead of a front door, it just, like, opens into this long, dark tunnel. Like, so long and dark, you can barely see light at the other end. Sure. So, naturally... (laughs) (laughs) Naturally, the parents want to see what's on the other side, right? This man caused this problem. (laughs) Because, you know, the dad's so persistent. Yeah, He's like, I want to check it out. I want to go down. I was like, you are on a schedule. (laughs) You have a new house to move into. He's like, ah, the movers can start without us. Mom is not putting her foot down. It is the child that is doing all the naysaying.
2: Come on, you guys. Let's get out of here.
0: Come on, honey. It'll be fun. I'm not going. Chihiro, just wait in the car then. (laughs) But mom... What's actually happening, but is not being shown to us, is they're passing into the spirit world. It looks like a train station when they get to the other end. And if I know anything about train stations in fiction, it's usually an allegory for purgatory. Yeah. (laughs) They walk through this lobby of this old train station and out into this, like, gorgeous vast green pasture under a clear blue sky and like there's all these abandoned buildings everywhere if i were that woman if i were that mother i'd be like you can rot honey we're going (laughs) back to the car they cross this dry riverbed and that's when dad smells food dad is following his nose all the way to this restaurant stall Okay, weirdly perfectly prepared food in an abandoned restaurant. Yeah, it's like a big tent with a bunch of seats lining the outside. There's plates and plates of steaming prepared food. We've got roasted game birds, prepared fish heads, dumplings, noodles, miso. You know how I feel about the Miyazaki food. (laughs) Like, I can smell all of that food. They load up.
2: Oh, it's delicious.
0: Chihiro, you have to taste this.
2: I don't want any. We're going to get in trouble.
0: Let's just get out of here.
1: Don't worry. You've got Daddy here. He's got credit cards and cash.
0: Chihiro is like, come on, guys, we can't eat this food. It doesn't belong to us. And like, dad's like, no problem. I'll just give them money when someone comes back. This is exactly the moment when I start to become uncomfortable. Uh huh. And I remain uncomfortable through a good portion of the film. So she's just standing there watching her parents scarf down all the food and they're ignoring her. She just gives up. She just wanders over to this bridge that's near the stall. The bridge leads to this big beautiful bathhouse known as an onsen. Usually it's geothermal, as in it has access to natural hot springs. And it's just supposed to be a place for relaxation and healing. It's supposed to be a nice place, but like it looks really imposing. Chihiro's on this bridge taking in the scenery, waiting for her parents to finish eating when she realizes she's not alone. Now we have another child? Yeah, there's this mysterious boy standing there, but he's not a boy. He's a kami. K-A-M-I, which is a spirit. And he's just taken the form of a little boy. He looks like he's about her age, maybe a little older, but he's not dressed like her. He's wearing, she's wearing like a t-shirt and and shorts, and he's wearing like a traditional Hayori jacket. And he's not happy to see her. You
3: shouldn't be here. Get out of here, now! What? It's almost night. Leave before it gets dark. They're letting Get out of here! You've got to get across the river. Go!
0: I'll distract them. And she starts running back to the stall, and the daylight is fading like really, really fast. Like it looked like it was the middle of the afternoon when they got here five minutes ago, right? Yeah. And now all of a sudden it's nighttime, and she runs back to the she runs back to the stall. And Bud, this part is just so much. It's so disturbing. She goes back to where her parents were sitting. Mom! Dad! Come on, Quit eating! Let's get out of here! <laughs> her parents have been turned into pigs. I don't even have words to convey my disgust. It's a punishment because they ate the food that was meant for the spirits. And they're greedy. Yeah. They're greedy Capitalist pigs. Yeah, that's. I think that's supposed to be what he was going for. And I wrote, oh shit, we got ghosties. Yes. Yeah, sh- I, wrote, I wrote, girl, not this, not literal demons. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they look like. I know they're not demons, but like. Yeah, they don't have to necessarily be bad spirits. They look like the spirits that aren't taking on a form, like the the black, you know, transparent figures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what they are. So she runs and hides. And Haku finds her, like, cowering <laughs> behind a bush. Bless her soul. I referred to Haku as Magic Child until I didn't. Because <laughs> I did, couldn't figure out what his name was. He's going to help her get her parents back. But in order to do that, he has to assimilate her into the world first. If the spirits find out there's a human here, they're going to be very upset. Because I mean, she doesn't belong here. Listen, if I were a spirit in the spirit realm, I wouldn't want no nasty-ass homo sapiens mucking up my world. Exactly. Like, humans are messy. First order of business is to sneak her into the bathhouse without being noticed by the spirits. Why can no one see her? Because he's placed an invisibility spell on her. Well, that was not clear. Yeah, no, yeah. I was like, why can't anyone see her? He's placed an invisibility spell on her, and they're going back towards that bridge where they met the first time. Oh, he run fast. Yeah, all the spirits are like going, going across the bridge. They're going into the bathhouse. They're getting greeted by the staff. The bathhouse seems to be the place to be. Oh, it's where I would go. Like this, just place. This place looks so relaxing. There's so much going on running through this building. There's kami of all kinds just popping out of the woodwork getting ready to go party and guys honestly if you see a creature and you're like what the hell is that thing it's probably from Japanese folklore so you should go check out those sources I dropped in the related media. No yeah guys go check out that video about the Shinto folklore and everything. It was really informative and I really enjoyed it. Here's the thing about the invisibility spell though. She has to hold her breath. While they cross the bridge, or it will break the spell. Twenty three nineteen. <laughs> yes, we have a twenty three nineteen. She has to hold her breath while they cross this bridge. Is that why you hold your breath whenever we drive by a cemetery? Kind of. Yeah. You're so weird. I know. <laughs> I this is also where we see no face for the first time. Uh huh. Like I don't. I don't want to talk about him too much right now. But like he's just this big shadowy figure that wears a mask, he sees Chihiro. Mm-hmm. He's the only spirit who can see her. And like, he he doesn't say anything or anything, but it's just like, just remember No-Face, okay? We're gonna come back to No-Face in a second. Mm-mm. He's really, really nopey. I call him Nope-Face. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Holding her breath is going okay. They're getting across the bridge. They almost make it until one of those little frog guys jumps in front of them.
3: Hang on, almost there.
0: Master Haku! What? A human? Ah, Let's go. Haku does this thing where he like bubbles the frog. Yeah, just suspends him in animation (laughs) while that shit. Like while they anime fly away. Yeah. He run fast. They go in through this teeny tiny little door on the side of the bathhouse, and he's like, "All right, all right, it's fine, it's fine. I know you didn't mean to. We're gonna get this fixed." So now he's got to go create a diversion while she escapes, and he gives her instructions on how to get to the boiler room. Go all the way down the stairs until you reach the boiler room, where
3: they stoke the fires. There, you'll find Kamaji. The boiler man.
2: Kamaji.
3: Tell him you want to work here. Even if he refuses, you must insist. If you don't get a job, Yubaba will turn you into an animal.
2: Yubaba, huh?
3: You'll see. She's the witch who rules the bathhouse.
0: You... So now we have to work and labor for the boiler man, or else Yubaba bitch will turn her into an animal? I mean, yeah. Yubaba is not to be fucked with. She's the witch that runs the bathhouse. Why why does Yubaba get to run this part of the realm? Like she's I, very powerful and if I do say so myself, she runs a tight ship. Isn't she based on like a mountain witch? Yeah, she's be, she could she's an amalgamation of a lot of different mountain witches from folklore.
2: Master, Uncle, Uncle, where Master are
3: folklore. I have to go. And don't forget your hero. I'm your friend.
2: How did you know my name's
3: Tahiro? I have known you since you were very small. Good luck. And whatever you do, don't make a sound.
0: Hold up. He's known her since she was little? Yeah. Whoever Haku is in this world, he seems to be very important. Like, the staff calls him Master Haku. And he answers to Yababa directly. This was the key put a pin in that moment for me. Yeah. I was like, "Mm, why do you know who she is? Yeah. And why did you look stunned to see her? Okay, this scene where she's trying to sneak down the back stairs to the boiler room, this triggered me for height and suddenness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like this is like the this is the back side of the bathhouse. It's a very very long drop. To the ground and we're talking like at least 50 feet of incline of stairs right next to this big precipice with no safety rail yeah um she's literally like scooching on her bottom down these stairs like it reminds me of the stairs down here to this basement that's why I move like that Ross that's why I take each stair one at a time cause I'm convinced they're gonna bust when she when that one stair does bust I pee. (laughs) I void every time. Because then she just starts screaming and then she's running down the stairs. (laughs) And she smashes into the wall at the bottom. Bless her little soul. Okay, do you remember me asking you about the little buggies in Spirited Away? When you say buggies... This is what I was talking about. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So Chihiro finds the boiler room and goes inside. And this is where we meet Kamaji. I do not like Kamaji. Kamaji's so cool though. I don't have a th- I have a thing with arachnids. Kamaji is is a Kami with the head of an old man and the body of a spider. He is the spirit that operates the boiler that heats the bath. And I guess since he's got so many fucking arms, he's just the best man for the job. Also, don't get me wrong. I like Kamaji. He's a good soul. I just don't like the way Kamaji looks. <laughs> he makes me unsettled. Also, I love the ashtray full of cigarettes butts right next to him i'm like (laughs) kamaji spirit smoke (laughs) yeah i'm kamaji slave to the boiler that heats
1: the baths move it you stupid soot balls
2: please i've got to get a job here
1: i don't need any help the place is full of soot i just cast a spell on them and i've got all the workers i need
0: But he doesn't do this job alone, and this, I think, is what you meant when you were talking about the little buggies. Yeah, I I know that they're, what are they, concentrated piles of soot that he's animated to help him work the boiler? Yes, they're little soot sprites! I I call them soot bugs for the rest of my notes, (laughs) but anyway. These little balls of soot are a very particular type of kami. They're known as shikigami, not to be confused with the shinigami from Death Note. Shikigami are little spirits that have been conjured specifically to serve a master. It comes Kamaji. From, yeah. It's achieved through Onmyodo, which is a Shinto form of astrology in divination. She's watching these little enchanted soot balls, like run around, and <laughs> they're carrying coal lumps to the boiler to heat it, and one of them gets crushed under the weight of his lump of coal. Shit's heavy, I guess. <laughs> Because she tries to pick it up, and I guess it's super heavy because she can't lift it above her knees. And, like, that little soot ball just fucks off. He goes to get another lump of coal. She goes up, and she throws the coal into the boiler, and then all the little soot sprites start looking at each other, and then they all immediately start faking that they've been crushed by these lumps of coal, so she'll do it for them. (laughs) No rants! You want to
1: turn back into soot? And you back off! You can't just take someone else's job. If they don't work, the spell wears off. They turn back into soot.
0: Soot buggies need a union. <laughs> If they stop working, they'll cease to exist. (laughs) Ring a bell? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, actually. Criticism of Western civilization noted. (laughs) Kamaji and Chihiro are interrupted by Lynn. I said, who is this pretty lady bringing food? Yeah, Lynn works in the bathhouse. She's here to bring Kamaji his dinner and to feed the soot balls. Ross, tell them what the soot balls eat. I actually don't know what they're eating. They look like little everlasting gobstoppers to me. They're little sugar sprinkles. Oh, are they really? She's got like a little basket of these sugar sprinkles and she's just feeding them to the soot balls like they're chickens. I mean, can't they just, don't they just eat magic? Like, why, I don't, I don't get it. Lynn sees Chihiro. (laughs) And she's like, witch!
2: (laughs) (laughs) A human. A human. You're in trouble. You're the one everyone's looking for.
1: She's my granddaughter.
2: Granddaughter?
1: She said she wants to work her. But I've got all the help I need. Would you take her to see you, Baba? She's a tough little girl. I think she can handle it.
0: Kamaji steps up for her! Why does Kamaji claim? that shihiro is his granddaughter and we literally never come back to that so i wonder about that well i mean i think it's just because it's not that kamaji like wants her to like be thrown to the wolves he just doesn't want her in his space bothering him you know what i mean he says he basically tells her listen you want to work here you've got to make a deal with you baba lynn begrudgingly starts escorting her through the bathhouse we get all of these amazing ambient scenes of the workers in the bathhouse going about their duties. Scenes in the kitchen. Can you not feel the heat from the baths on your face? No, I can. Like I want to be in them. Oh my god! I want. I want to be. I want to be a fat ass spirit in my tub, all to myself, with the froggy people taking care of me. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. I like the little ducky spirits. <laughs> Those things look vacant behind the eyes. <laughs> like they are like four of them crammed into a single bathtub on top of each other and they're just vibing. They are having a good old time. I love it. They are just vibing. <laughs> <laughs> the lift system is crazy. Yeah, they have elevators. I love when the lift's going up and she's looking over the side. She's like, do you want to lose your nose? <laughs> <laughs> they get to where they're going in the lift and the door opens.
2: The radish spirit.
0: the radish spirit? Yes, the radish spirit, honestly, bud. And I don't want you to take this as an insult. Hey. 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 Think think hard. <laughs> think hard before you make your next statement. You remind me of the radish spirit for some reason. Damn. Like he's he's following Lin and Chihiro from lift to lift as cuz like I guess the he, L- wa- he wants to go up higher than the, you know, public lifts will let them go. Yeah. So Lynn lets her and Mr. Radishes go up in the lift. <laughs> Mr. Radishes. I love that they stop on that one floor. Uh-huh. And then you're just looking down the hall and there's like, you know, opaque panes of glass on either side of the hallway and you hear moany noises. <laughs> And you see shadows moving around behind the panes of glass. And I'm like, this is the shag floor. Yes, it is. People <laughs> are dicking down in here. And the blank expression on shihiro's face, like she doesn't understand. And then the doors just close again and they keep going up. Yep, I love that and I'm bit. Like, huh? Because at this point, Mr. Radish is just exploring. Yeah, he, I don't know where the hell he's going. Yeah. I honestly think he's just here to help her. <laughs> the top level of this bathhouse seems to be completely deserted. It looks like Putin's Apartments yeah. in the Kremlin. It's so ornate. You know, it's interesting that you say that because this is supposed to be Yubaba's apartment. This uh, is her uh, floor. And Yubaba sounds rather Russian, doesn't you, it? Yeah, Baba Yaga, right? Baba Yaga, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the hag that lived on the hut on top of the giant chicken legs. <laughs> And she ate children for breakfast. I'm very impressed that you knew all that at the top of your head. It's a a famous witch and wizards card in Harry Potter. (laughs) Sorry. And like the radish spirit is like, well, this is also not my stop. (laughs) And Chihiro gets out of the elevator and he goes back down by himself. Bye, Mr. Radishes... I'm kidding. So Yubaba, like, uses magic to jerk her into her office. Just levitating her around the apartment. Let's talk about Yubaba and her character design, okay? Yubaba, as a witch is so, it's like what you said, it's like what you and Frank Oz think about Agra in The Dark Crystal. Mm -hmm. She's so ugly, she's beautiful. Exactly, exactly. Thank you for the callback. I appreciate it. Like, her head is enormous, and she has this great big long nose. She's adorned with all of these, she's got a ring with a big rock on it on every finger. So Chihiro's really scared. She's standing there in the office, and again, Yubaba's not, paying attention to her immediately. She's doing paperwork. I wrote, this woman is freaking me out and she seems to be an evil capitalist. Yeah, she is. (laughs) She's very obsessed with money and profit and productivity. Like I said, she runs a tight ship. Chihiro's asking her for a job and Yubaba doesn't bite immediately because she doesn't like humans. She literally zips her mouth closed. Excuse me. I was wondering if you could give me a job.
2: (laughs)
4: I don't want to hear such a stupid request. You're just a stinking, useless weakling. And this is certainly no place for
0: humans. She does have pets. You want to talk about the pets? I wrote, girl, not the bouncing heads! I didn't write down what the name of those were because it literally just means head in Japanese. I wrote, this woman's head is whack. <laughs> <laughs> They're another form of shikigami, like they've been enchanted specifically to serve her, as well as this like pet bird that's like her eye in the sky, but it doesn't have a bird head. It ha- its head looks exactly like hers. I learned that that thing is called the harpy. Yeah, it might have been inspired by the Greek myth of the harpy. Don't you just want a little bird that has your face? Kind of. I kind of don't ever want that to be a thing. <laughs> I'll have a pet bird that does my bidding. <laughs> but, but not one I that not, looks like it you. It doesn't need to have my face. Yubaba tries to get Chihiro to tell her who helped her get to the office? And Shahiro's no snitch. She just keeps asking for work. And finally, Yubaba becomes incensed and gets right in her face. I definitely voided. I know! Right? When she comes shooting at Shahiro, and I'm like, ha, ah, ah, ha, ah. ha! Please, can't you give me a job? Don't start that again. Please, I just want to work!
4: Don't say that! in the world do you think I should give you a job? Anyone can see you're a lazy, spoiled crybaby and you have no manners.
0: That is interrupted by the sound of a crying baby. Cut to a giant-ass foot busting down a door <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> when that happened, I forgot about this element of the plot entirely. Uh-huh. So when that happened, I went, what is this? It's time to talk about Yubaba's baby, Bo. It's a gigantic infant. Yeah, this baby is, like, Yubaba's already big. This baby is twice her size. Y'all, you guys seen that meme of Uh, the giant baby? uh Uh-huh. On the internet? Yeah. On Twitter. (laughs) Like, it's the biggest baby? That's Bo. Yeah, that's Bo. That's Bo. He's the only creature in this bathhouse who gets an ounce of kindness from her. Yeah. Bo is likely inspired by the legend of Kimtaro. Yeah. A chonky little boy <clears throat> who was abandoned in the woods as a baby and he was raised by the mountain witch, Yamoba. So like Mowgli. Sort of, yeah. Kind of, yeah. Kind of. Also, um <laughs> I wrote so Shihiro signs a contract <laughs> no doubt removing her from her free will and or body and or soul. Yeah, Yubaba, <laughs> Yubaba offers her a work contract if she will just go away and not wake the baby, please. And like she, Chihiro signs the contract and she hands it back to Yubaba and she sees her signature in the kanji.
2: So
4: your name's Chihiro.
2: Yes, ma'am. What a
4: pretty name. And it belongs to me now. From now on, your name is Sen. You got that? Answer me, Sen.
2: Yes, ma'am.
0: She takes her name? Yeah. Okay, let's talk about this for a second here. Okay. This is how Yubaba controls people who end up near the bathhouse. That just seems so evil. You took my name? Like... Like, you know what it makes me think of? It's like the easiest way to keep somebody trapped is to take away their identity. Yeah. Like think about cults. What's one of the first things you do when you j- when you join a cult? Cut off your wife and family. Change your name. Take a different name. How can you go back to a life when you don't know who you are? <laughs> bathhouse cult yeah right sorry a bathhouse cult of capitalism the next morning chihiro is lying on her bedroll anxious as ever and this is where haku appears to tell her to meet him at the bridge where they first saw each other he's gonna take her to where her parents are being housed with the other pigs so she goes to the bridge to meet haku Haku finds her and he I love this next scene when he's taking her to the hog house or the slaughterhouse, whatever you want to call it, Uh because they have to cut through this flowering topiary garden to get to the livestock yard. Yeah, that shot where she's following him through the bushes. I love that. All the flowers. I love that animation. It's great. He shows her the stall where her parents are being kept, and he tells her to memorize their little piggy faces so that she can tell which ones are which later yeah. when they go to free them. Yeah. And, like, he returns her street clothes to her as well, the ones she was wearing when she came in, because she's going to need them to get out of there. And the goodbye card that one of her little friends from school wrote her before she she left she had it with her when she came in Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's got her name on it
2: Chihiro Chihiro that's my name isn't it
3: that's how Yubaba controls you by stealing your name so hold on to that card keep it hidden and while you're here you must call yourself Sen
2: I can't believe I forgot my name she almost took it from me
3: if you completely forget it you'll never find your way home I've tried everything to
0: remember mine. Because that's why Haku's trapped here. He doesn't know his old name. Yeah. He he had a name before it was Haku or whatever it was, and he can't remember it. And he just, he came here, and he just kind of got sucked up under Yubaba's cloak and completely forgot who he was. And it's just like, ooh, that hit me like a ton of bricks. It's like, if you forget who you are, you can't ever go home. And I'm Whoa. like, ah, ah, yikes. The we- concept... When she starts to break down, crying... Oh, no. First of all, of course, it's making me upset. Lost child, terrified, crying. It's going to make me upset. But this is when I remembered feeling as a child how unfair all of this was. (laughs) This was one of the first films where I was just like, it really confronted the idea of... Unfairness, or you know, uh, inj- it was just like an injustice. Yeah, it almost seemed like like this child did nothing to nobody. Mm-hmm. Why is this happening to her? It's a coming of age story. Like she's really the good. way that you cocked your head, closed your eyes, and went, it's a coming of age story. <laughs> that was gross. I know. I. <laughs> but that's why I love these. That's why I love these movies. Is that now. <laughs> Now that she's all by herself, she has to reach down and find the power in herself. This is a weird sequence to me, but at the same time, I also feel safe. Like, everything's going to be okay. Like, you can ju- and I'm like, that's okay, seven-year-old Ross. You just cry and eat your dumplings. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Also, one more detail before we move on. Uh, we find out that Haku can transform into a dragon. What the fuck? Because he's a kami, right? So he can change shape at will. Assume form of... A water dragon! Exactly. He looks so cool, though, in his dragon form. Like, I would totally get that tattooed on my body somewhere. It looks like a snake. It looks like a snake. Yeah, Uh, Eastern dragons tend to look a lot different from dragons in Western culture. Like, they look a lot more like snakes with legs, but they can still fly, even though they don't have wings. It's just so cool! So, Lynn and Sen, should I call her Sen? I mean, should I- Should I call her Chihiro? I, I kind of want to call her Chihiro because that's that's her- that's, that's, Yeah, that's her name. Anyway, you're right. So, Chihiro and Lynn get drafted to clean the big tub. I wrote, they are being hazed. Uh, like, they saved the biggest, sloppiest, dirtiest tub for Chihiro and Lynn to clean. That room has not been cleaned. In a long time. A very, very, very long time. So, Chihiro goes outside to empty a bucket, and she sees No-Face in the courtyard. Like, she thinks he's a customer, to be quite honest. Like, he's just kind of been hanging out outside the bathhouse. And, and she's like, like, can I come in and take a bath? Please? Like, like come on. And this is going to become important later, but that is how No-Face gets into the bathhouse. She literally let him in. Also, cut to everyone in town closing early. Because, um, there is a a sludge monster on its (laughs) way through town. There's this large, disgusting blob-looking thing coming towards the bathhouse. And, like, people are literally running from the hills because the stench is so horrible. And this is another one of those senses things, right? Like, this stink spirit comes into the bathhouse... All of the staff are standing there waiting to greet him, and everybody just tenses up. It's flooding the place with its trail. Like a snail or a slug. Like, it's just fucking ugly looking and stinky. The way you is just like... Standing ramrod money straight. We shall never deny a guest even <laughs> the most ridiculous request, you know? He like holds out his gooey little hand. Ah, oh, oh, it's money. Sen,
4: take the nice customer's money.
0: Yes,
2: ma'am. Oh.
4: Don't make him wait. Get him to the bath.
2: This way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's money. Take it. No, your Bob is literally like, okay, Sen. Don't fuck this up. Like, just give him a bath and get him out of here. Yeah. Like the way he's moving and all the sounds, the squishing noises. He's literally filling halls with his ooze. Like, I uh, can you smell these frames or can you not? I. Uh, oh, it's vile. She's leading the stink spirit back to the tub they were just trying to clean, right? Because tub. Because it doesn't make sense to put him in a clean tub. The stink spirit goes bloop. Into the tub, it's like shoveling during an avalanche, right? Yeah. Like nothing is happening. He's not getting cleaner because he's made the water dirty instantly. Exactly. And so what Sen decides to do is she's gonna get, she's gonna use another one of these bath tokens to get him more water. It's a feat, though. Oh, I know. Be- because he's just overflowing everything in the room and she can't do her job <laughs> properly because she's being hindered by walls of water. She's, like, trying to wade through the mud. Yeah. Getting to the place where she needs to put the token. When she falls in. Oh. With it. Her mouth was open. <laughs> ah, please, please, no. <laughs> Why did you provide that detail? Ah, it's so gross. I can taste it in my mouth. Please, please, please. Oh, my God. Please. She finally gets the water to start, and the tub is starting to refill and overflow. While she's in there, she feels like this hard something poking out of his side, yeah. right? We can see it. It's a bicycle handle.
2: It feels like there's a thorn in his side. A thorn? You want out?
0: What's that? He has a thorn? Mm-hmm.
4: Get the staff down there. Huh? Step on it. Right. R- R- Get downstairs,
0: helper. You, all of you. Listen to me. That's no stink spirit we have on our hands. Yeah, you, Baba's like, all right. <laughs> Bathhouse gang, mobilize. <laughs> she produces a rope out of the clear blue nothing and throws it to Sen. And she goes, here, tie this around it and we're all going to pull. And it takes like the whole staff to pull on this rope. And what starts happening is, it's kind of like a magic scarf effect. Uh Uh-huh. They just start pulling an endless trail of trash. And debris. And debris and mud and yuck out of this stink spirit. I literally wrote the words, I have no idea what's going on. Why? Because, like, we get to see the spirit. Yeah, what happens is they pull and they pull and they pull on the trash until it makes, like, a little noise. But, like, his head pops up. It looks like an old man. Yeah. Like the mask of an old man. Well done. It's not a stink spirit at all. It's a river spirit. He kind of looks like a dragon, like Haku, except instead of a dragon face... He's got an old man face. Yeah, and he's just like, ha thanks, and then just nopes out of there. The way he shoots out of that tub yeah. and goes flying through the bathhouse and out the door. Off to leave his five-star Yelp review. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> I love Yubaba is splendidly impressed with Chihiro. Because what did the river spirit leave behind? Uh, A fuck ton of gold. Yeah, he left behind like hundreds and hundreds of gold nuggets on the floor. And like Yubaba, who is easily motivated by money, cannot contain her excitement for Chihiro's efforts. And the river spirit's special gift to Chihiro is this little cake ball looking thing. And, like, she's not really sure what it is, but I'll save you the explanation. It's medicine. It's a, it's a powerful, magical medicine. And that's, like, her reward for helping out the stink spirit. I just get so sad thinking about the fact that this river spirit was minding his own GD business. And then due to pollution, he became, like, a monster, Oh, yeah. Like, think about all the trash and garbage they pulled out of him. That's because people are throwing it in the river. People (laughs) quit abusing the earth. Yeah, I know. It's the one floating rock in space we've got. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody gets one. (laughs) All right. Time to talk about something horrifying. Um, listen, I had a bad vibe from the beginning about this guy. Ah. Uh, we go back and forth on Nope Face, but... All right. Remember, Chihiro let No Face into the bathhouse, right? Yeah. And now he's just kind of wandering around in there at night. Remember the frog from the bridge... That got bubbled. Yes. He's making his rounds at night, just making sure. He's looking. He's He's sneaking back into the tub to see if there's any gold that was left behind. And he finds No-Face in the tub at night where he's not supposed to be. And, like, No-Face, like, gets him to come closer by holding out some gold. No Face can just produce gold. Yeah. Like he... I know it's I know it's not real. <laughs> but like, like he's just making it look like he has gold, but he's like luring him into the tub with him, and I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Wait, you can make gold? Uh ah. uh. uh. Gimme. No-Face's, like, jaw unhinges, and he swallows the frog whole. And I'm like, ah, oh, bad guy, bad guy, bad guy. <laughs> it's bad. It's, and I was like, okay, it's bad. It's very, very bad. <laughs> but now he can talk. Because yeah, of, no, I don't fuck with that. Because remember, all he could do before was make these little grunting noises, like, uh, uh. Yeah. But now that he's swallowed the frog, he can speak using the frog's voice. And now he's had a taste for frog people. (laughs) Oh no! He's ravenous for them.
1: What's going on in there? It's way past bedtime, come on! Hey Hey boss,
0: up here. I'm hungry, starving, and I want you to serve me. I know that voice. Here, I'll pay you up front. (laughs) And I want to take a bath too. Why don't you wake everyone up? It's gotten around that this thing makes gold. Yeah. That No-Face can just produce gold. He's now been taken on as the luxury customer. Yeah, Chihiro wakes up late in the day the next day, and, like, the bathhouse is in a full-blown tizzy, trying to meet No-Face's endless list of demands. Me and the ladies on a Sunday morning in the Cracker Barrel. (laughs) Tips! (laughs) Tips, please! More than 25 cents! Please? Exactly. So Chihiro wants to find Haku so he can take her back to her parents and give them the medicine from the river spirit to cure them. Yeah. But Haku has gone missing. Haku is always absent from the bathhouse at the worst times because he's supposed to be on a mission for Yubaba. We don't know what the mission is, but that's why he's never there when Chihiro needs him. She's out on the deck of her dorm, watching the clouds go by, and all of a sudden, she sees Haku in dragon form, like, flying erratically towards the bathhouse. Uh He's being chased by this flock of little paper birds. They look like paper birds or... Paper daggers? Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, like, this is another kind of shikigami, right? Uh-huh. Because, like, someone's obviously enchanted these pieces of paper just to attack him. They're fucking him up.
2: He's hurt! Goku, this way! Ah!
0: He crashes through the wall of the dorm. He's bleeding. He's weak. He's a bloody mess. Like, just from being chased by these paper things. He tries to shoot back out, hits himself into the building. Oh, bless his soul. Keeps going up. So she tries to go, you know, up, up, up to try and find him. Yeah, she's running back through the bathhouse all the way up to Yababa's office where he flew in through the window. She interrupts the rich man parade. (laughs) Oh no! Welcome, rich man! (laughs) Do you like the little song? Yeah.
1: Welcome the rich man he's hard for you to miss. His butt keeps getting bigger so there's plenty there to kiss. (laughs) Ha ha! Oh, everybody bow down. Welcome, rich man! Big
3: four tips! This is the time! Beg more trips! Make
0: yourselves a dime! Everyone is begging for gold from No Face. Who's, um gotten bigger? Oh yeah, the more he eats, the bigger he gets. And she like crosses right in front of his path and he sees her and he's like oh, hey. My little buddy. You let me in here. Do you want some gold? Like he's got a huge handful of gold out in front of her face. And everybody's like, are you fucking kidding me? She hasn't done anything. Why is she getting all the tips? And she's like, no, I'm a child. I don't need money. She doesn't want it. Yeah.
2: I don't want any, but thanks.
0: Uh... uh. I'm sorry, but I'm in a really big hurry. It's like he wants to curry her favor and only her favor. I wrote, face tries to give Sen gold, but she refuses, saddening the face. (laughs) Oh, terribly sorry, sir. You'll
4: have to excuse the little girl. She's just a human.
0: Wipe that smile off your face.
4: You're
3: still
0: smiling. (laughs) And, like, in his frustration, he grabs two more people and swallows them whole in front of everybody. And then the staff is with me. They're like, bad guy. Bad guy, bad guy, bad guy. <laughs> he went from being a big spender to being a big problem. It's And, like, now he can talk in those people's voices, too. And it's like, it's almost like No Face is just kind of, like... Absorbing everything, like the environment around him, uh-huh. like the whole greedy, gluttonous atmosphere. Like I, th- at this point, I can't tell if this entity is energy affirming or energy ne- negative. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. is this a void? Is he a void, or is he a veil? You know what I mean? Like, remember in that video, they kind of compared him to those creatures from the Shinto folklore that, like, they just have an eternal hunger. They're always emaciated, but somehow have bloated bellies. Yeah, they can't—they cannot satisfy their hunger, and that's kind of what he's doing. Chihiro makes her way up to Yubaba's office. She gets there about the same time that Yubaba returns from wherever she's been. She's here to deal with No Face because somebody's raised the alarm. Like, um, a boss? Uh, this thing <laughs> is eating my employees. <laughs> One of the customers is eating the staff. <laughs> God. And so Chihiro ducks into this room to hide from her. (laughs) This big padded room with all these toys. It's a big padded room. It's the baby's room. Mm, Remember the baby from before? Baby Bigfoot? Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Also, one thing we haven't mentioned is that one of those paper things that was attacking Haku Mm -hmm. stuck to Chihiro and has been like on her back the whole time she's been running upstairs. It's just kind of following her. It's still with her. Yubaba eventually like, Leaves the office again, and Chihiro's been hiding in this big pile of pillows. She's trying to crawl out, and that big-ass baby pulls her back under the covers with him.
2: Ah! Alec, go of me! Wow, you're a big baby. Would you mind letting go of me? I'm in a really big hurry. You came in here to make me sick. Huh? You're a bad germ from outside, aren't you? I'm not a germ, I'm a human! Now, would you please let go of me? You'll get sick if you go outside. So stay here and play with me.
0: The baby wants to keep her as a plaything. Yeah. And she does not want to do that. Because he lives in this room. He's never left this room. All he's got is toys and Yubaba to keep him company. So he's like, oh no, another person. Yeah. You're mine now. Sh- she runs out of the baby's room and into the office and Haku is just laying there on the hearth bleeding to death. Yeah, yeah. Bo is, like, not about to let her get away. And, like, he starts crying, and this is where that little paper thing starts talking. But it's talking in Yubaba's voice. And you're like, huh? Don't cry, don't cry!
4: What a spoiled brat. (laughs) Shut your big mouth. You're a bit of a porker, aren't you?
0: (laughs) That little paper thing transforms into Yubaba's form. It looks just like Yubaba. So, guys, um, Yubaba's got a twin sister. Her name is Zaniba. Zaniba's the one who's been trying to capture Haku because the mission that Haku is on for Yubaba is to steal Zaniba's magic secrets. They're both witches. And, like, I guess Zaniba is, like, the good witch of the North. Yeah. And Yubaba is the wicked witch of the West. Zaniba, I'm with her.
2: Yeah, Right? You know, like... What do you want with Haku? He's badly hurt.
4: Too bad. He stole my solid gold seal. It's magic and powerful, and I want it back.
2: He's a good person.
4: Huh. Do you know why he became my sister's apprentice? To steal her magic secrets, and now he's stolen my magic too? He's a greedy little
0: thief. There's nothing
4: good about him.
0: Also, Zaniba transforms Bo into a mouse. Just for fun. And, and uh, the harpy into, like, a fly bird. <laughs> it's, like, really cute. It's like a mm. bird with fly wings. <laughs> It's like a bird bug. (laughs) So bird bug and mouse, they're both really cute. I know. I I just love the blank look on that mouse's face. The entire time. Like he's like, my entire state of being has completely changed. Bo will be a mouse for the remainder of the film mostly. (laughs) Yeah. And the harpy will also be the bug bird. So Zaniba wants to fuck Haku up. But like Shihiro's not going to let her do it. (laughs) And I love how Haku, with his last ounce of strength, Picks up his tail and, like, snaps that little paper thing in half. Yeah. Zaniba starts to split in half. Yeah.
2: Oh, a paper cut.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: oh, a paper cut. Haku, her ah! and Haku fall down the shaft, like, in the center of the bathhouse. <laughs> this is where I was like... <sighs> This is a big bathhouse, because they fall forever. (laughs) And, like, it ends with them crashing through the ceiling of the boiler room. They literally land on top of Kamaji. This is like the Balrog and Gandalf into the earth. (laughs) Kamaji, bless his soul, is immediately in damage control mode. He's trying to assess the situation. (laughs) I love that he remains calm.
1: This looks
0: serious.
1: It looks like he's bleeding from the inside.
2: From the inside?
1: I think so. Maybe he swallowed something.
2: Haku, I got this gift from the river spirit. Eat it. Maybe
0: it'll help. Instead of saving the river spirit medicine for her parents, she busts it in half and she, like, sticks it in Haku's mouth. Uh-huh. And he has a bad reaction to it. He's like, ah, medicine. <laughs> She should have wrapped it in cheese first. Or something. <laughs> Don't give a dog just straight <laughs> medicine. You gotta put it in its food. He growls and thrashes until he eventually barfs up this little black blob. Like, all the black goo melts away. It reveals this gold seal. Mm-hmm. Like, the kind of thing that you'd stamp on a letter. Be like, this is from me. This is my seal. And Eva's the- like, he took that from my desk little shit. Yeah, it's her solid gold seal, the secret like it's supposed to be like a huge magical talisman for her. Yeah, cuz I'm like, why does you Baba want this? And I'm like, oh, it's so she can stamp shit from the desk of Zaniba. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's probably it probably holds some of her magical powers, too. Yeah. Haku turns back into magic child mm-hmm. instead of the dragon, and he's out of it. He yeah. needs to rest. He's down for the count. So Kamaji's going to take charge of nursing him back to health. And so what we need to do is, we need to go to Zaniba and convince Zaniba to lay off Haku.
2: Kamaji, what if I take the gold seal back to Zaniba? I could give back the seal and apologize to her for Haku. Can you tell me where Zaniba lives?
1: You'd go to Zaniba's? It might help, but she's one dangerous witch.
2: Please? Haku helped me before. Now I want to help him.
0: But, like, she doesn't know where Zaniba lives or how to get there. And Kamaji's like, you're going to have to take that train. You know, the one that goes one way. (laughs) He, you know, goes to that, you know, little drawer. Mm -hmm. He pulls out a train ticket that he's had for 40 years. Just in case he gets tired of the boiler room gig. (laughs) And it's like, you know what? Today's the day. I'm leaving. (laughs) I'm fucking off to Guadalajara. Yeah, I will be a nice arachnid man in some other part of this realm right yeah <laughs> and this is by this time lynn has found them and interrupted she, she's there to be like you gotta get out of here man there's a customer eating people <laughs> you guys are never gonna believe what's going on upstairs <laughs> <laughs> he swallowed three
1: people
2: you've got train tickets uh, how did you get a hold of them
1: i've been saving them for 40 years now listen carefully. The train stop you want is called Swamp Bottom.
2: Swamp Bottom? That's
1: where zeniba lives, the sixth stop.
2: Sixth stop.
1: Make sure you get it right. The train used to run in both directions, but these days it's a one-way
0: ride. I, I paused because I'm I damn, just... I'm dim-dim giggling. I just kind of assumed you'd have something for that. <laughs> yeah. Swamp Bottom. Guys, you ever had swamp bottom. I have it right now! Please, no! It's so hot in here! We're so foul sometimes. I absolutely hate recording in the summer because it just becomes like the rainforest inside this booth. Because number one, it's not summer yet. And number two, it's muggy. It's muggy. It's muggy. And Lynn's like, wait a minute, you can't leave yet. Like, no face is requesting your presence specifically. You let this shit in, you clean it up. (laughs) And so Chihiro is literally like, listen, I'll go take care of that real quick, and then we'll fuck off. Right. Um, No-face? Nope-face <laughs> has gotten big and nopey. Big he, and nopey! He's like the size of a bus now. I can't. So Chihiro goes up to the room where No-face has shut himself in. He's just having a tantrum and devouring everything. Where's Sen? I want Sen! And like, Yubaba like closes the door behind her, and she looks at Chihiro and is like, listen just get as much gold out of him as you possibly can and then get him out of here because he's ruining my business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's damaging everything. <laughs> he's, he's killed three people. He's eating all the food. <laughs> God. Can you imagine? Even after the the, mur- the supposed murders. Yes. She's still like, make him happy. Right. <laughs> and- because he's got money. Yeah. Like that's how much she cares about money. She's like, get that gold. Not get my three employees back. <laughs> You get that gold out of him, and then you get him out of here. You Baba pushes her into that room and shuts the door, and like Chihiro's just sitting there. She's waiting to be told why he needs her to be there. Yeah, and it's like it's like No Face, kind of like Bo, just wants to keep her as his little friend. Yeah.
2: Where is your home? Don't you have any friends or family?
0: No, no,
1: I'm lonely.
2: I'm lonely. What is it that you want?
0: I want sin. I want sin. I love how she's just like, well, I don't know what else to do. (laughs) She's just sitting there, bless her soul. So she gives him the, what did I refer to it as in my notes? Feeds the river spirit gift? (laughs) Yeah, she goes up to him and she goes,
2: if you want to eat meat, eat this first. I was saving this for my parents, but I think you'd better have
0: it. And like a child when it has to take medicine, he regurgitates it everywhere. He starts projectile vomiting black goo everywhere. You know what fucking makes my hair stand up? What?
1: Ten! Then what, what did you do to me? Ah! Uh. Uh, 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 uh,
0: uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so. T- I'm sorry. Because I'm- you know, I don't do skittering. I know. And you know who's about to do skittering? Nope they- ah! <laughs> ah! So she runs out of that room because he's starting to chase her. And like you said, remember how he drags a trail behind him? Yucky. He's dragging that black trail behind him and he's vomiting everywhere. <laughs> hmm. Yuck. (laughs) Also, I love that Bo as the mouse and Harpy as the bird fly Uh have just become her little companions. Yeah, they're they're just going to stick with Chihiro for the rest of this movie. Chihiro's running down the hall. The mouse is literally holding on to her shirt for dear (laughs) life. (laughs) I wrote, this is all nightmare fuel. (laughs) The more he chases her, the more he leaves himself behind. Like, he's getting smaller and smaller. Because he's throwing up everything he's devoured. Including the three people he swallowed. Uh, When he he produced them, I was like, oh, thank God they're not dead. (laughs) They're fine. They're fine. (laughs) They've just been chilling in his lower digestive tract for, like, a whole day. What a hell. Can you imagine? (laughs) I'm just picturing the three of them sitting at a card table in his bowels. (laughs) Just like... Pass. (laughs) Pass. <laughs> Got any threes? <laughs> yeah. Go fish. <laughs> she gets out and Lynn is magically there. Yeah, Lynn's going to take her to the train tracks. There's so much water from the rainstorm the night that the river spirit came that it, it like she can't swim to the train tracks. So, like, they're in this little boat and No-Face follows them. Yeah, he's just coming out. Of the, he's, like, back to normal size now. Yeah, he's not really a threat anymore. And he's becoming more and more Docile? It's less come back here and more where are you going? Wait for me. Yeah. Hey,
2: over here! Don't call him over. I think being in the bathhouse makes him crazy. He needs to get out of there. Yeah? And go where? I don't know. You don't know. Great. Now he's
0: following us. I think being in the bathhouse makes makes him him crazy. crazy. (laughs) (laughs) You're not. Get- Bless her heart! Oh my God, Lynn leaves her on the train platform, and like no face, along with the mouse and the fly, are just gonna kind of join her for this journey to to Swamp Bottom. Well, it's like everyone's affect right now is, well, this might as well happen. <laughs> oh my God! Okay, can we talk about this train sequence for five hundred years, please? Like they are on. The- ah, you know what I wrote? What I wrote? I literally wrote this. I wrote. No one on this train seems alive. Yeah. Th- <laughs> of course not, Ross. <laughs> these spirits, these spirits on this train, they have shape, but they're still like dark and translucent. I wrote animation on fleet. Yeah, right? (laughs) It's so gorgeous. This is Gavin's favorite scene. Tell me, you told me what Gavin says about this, but reiterate what Gavin says about this. The reason Gavin likes this scene is that previous scene, the chase through the bathhouse, is so high intensity. So, like, you're just tense the whole time. The word is visceral. Yeah. (laughs) And then we get on this train and just, it's very quiet. There's a lovely little piano tune playing. Gavin says that this moment is just like a moment of peace between high anxiety and the remainder of the film's action. Like if this I, this is your check-in yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This is like, okay, we're going to do a little check-in. It's like a deep breath. It's like, see all that, you know, all that scary shit you just saw? Look at the nice clouds and the waves and the, like, it wasn't until I got to this part that I really actually started to get it because, like, the train tracks are just below the water, mm-hmm. but then, like, there's all this, like, mist and clouds and, mm-hmm. like, it looks like they're literally riding a train through heaven. Yeah! And that's, like, where I, where it finally clicked for me, and you see these other places, like, that are away from the track and in the distance. I have so many questions! Or close up. I'm like, these are other parts of the spirit realm. These are other, you know, bathhouse towns, but not bathhouse towns. Like, sometimes it'll just be a little island with, like, a single house on it. And all of your questions are, who are you? Who are you? What lives there? What goes on there? When those other spirits get off the train at a different stop, where are they going? Exactly. There's nowhere to go! Uh Uh-huh. Okay, real quick. So Haku ends up waking up, and then we find out that Yubaba's real pissed about the whole no face scandal. Yeah, and so she is orders that her parents get slaughtered. Right. Yeah, as the little piggies that they are. Yeah, and well, they're big piggies. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> and what basically what Shahiro has done is she's kind of broken Yubaba's spell over him. Yeah. So he's now got all of his will back. So Haku storms up to Yubaba's office where everybody's having a meeting about how nuts everything got. And like Yubaba, here's the thing. Bo the baby is missing. But what happened was those little heads of hers. Zaniba, yeah, we didn't mention this. Zaniba turned the heads into Bo. Yeah. The little bouncing heads that are, why are they there? (laughs) she turned them into bow, like, just to fuck with you, Baba. Yeah. Like, like, oh, I'm taking away your kid, but, like, also there's a kid. I love this moment because Haku looks her in the face and goes, you still haven't noticed that something precious to you has been replaced. And what's the first thing she grabs, Ross? The gold. She's looking at the gold like, well. It seems real. It wasn't that. I half expected her to put it in her mouth and bite on it. <laughs> Yeah. And then she looks over at the enchanted heads that look like Bo, and like the fake Bo is just stuffing his mouth. Yeah. And she just kind of like wipes across him. Yeah. And he transforms back into the heads. And the heads are like, oh fuck. Oh shit, we're caught. And they literally <laughs> yee out the door. They're like, uh uh-uh, uh, no. Time to be somewhere else. I'm not doing this. It's like when you catch your dog in the litter box. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stop eating all the cat turds. Uh, yeah, and so um, I don't know if you folks have ever heard of a conniption, <laughs> but Yubaba has one. She runs into Bo's room, is throwing pillows everywhere, looking for him, and Haku's standing in the doorway like, <laughs> <laughs> stupid bitch. And she uh proceeds to emulate, just bursts into flame. <laughs>
4: Where is he? What did you do with my
0: baby? He's with your sister. Zaniba? Like, the pure thought of Zaniba seems very taxing on you, Baba. Right? like Zaniba okay, this, is, this is where I became extremely interested in Zaniba cause yeah when she's like Zaniba and I'm like ooh bitch you're afraid of Zaniba uh-huh. why are you so afraid of Zaniba those waters are deep yeah <laughs> <laughs> what's the history so basically she's like alright I get it you're gonna bring my kid back but only if I let Sen's parents go
3: tear up Sen's contract and then I want you to return Sen and her mother and father back to the human world
0: Fine, but
4: on one condition. I get to give Sen one final test. If she
0: fails, she's mine. Okay, you baba, like, whatever. <laughs> sure. So we arrive in Swamp Bottom. Yeah, and it's kind of... It- it looks like a nice place, actually. Like, I want to live there. Yeah, like, I was expecting, like, a gross, disgusting swamp, kind of like the one from Labyrinth. Uh, yeah. Um, also, the jumping lantern freaks me the fuck out. Yeah, they're just wandering down this little country road looking for Zaniba's house, and this lantern with, like, one foot, like, hops up to them. Yeah. And he's gonna gu- like Pixar. Yeah, <laughs> and he's gonna guide them to Zaniba's house. She lives in a very adorable little cottage. This is where I actually wrote, "I'm Team Zaniba." Right. <laughs> she was kind of pomp and circumstance before, like all bluster, very business. But when they knock on her door, she's suddenly like a hospitable old lady. She's like, yeah, come in, sit down, have some past." You know, like I'm gonna make a cup of tea. Do you have any idea what this is?
2: Yes, it's the golden seal you were looking for. I'm here to apologize for Aku. I'm very sorry.
4: What? The protective spell is gone.
2: What happened to
4: my
0: spell? Only love can break it. Come now. Also, No-Face has table manners. That's the thing. Now that he's in Zaniba's house, he's just... He's very quiet and he has manners and everything. This is where I started to realize that like in whatever environment he's in he's going to take on the energy of it yeah and that made me think okay he is this energetic entity but like it's so dependent on who he's with what people bring with them Mm -hmm. and i'm like it's almost like no face is this like i don't know symbol for everyone's thoughts and actions and how they can influence others yeah like Ooh, yeah I love it I, I that's not ever like laid out, but Th- that's that- just your interpretation of it yeah Shihiro is like telling Zaniba that she feels like she knows Haku, yeah like because this was mentioned at the beginning of the film because Haku was like, oh, I've known you since you were small and you're like, huh what? <laughs> so go back to that pin yeah we told you to put in there We're gonna pull it now yeah <laughs> it seems
2: like I met Haku before, but it was a long time ago.
4: That's a good start. Once you've met someone, you never really forget them. It just takes a while for your
0: memories to return. This is where I wrote this film makes me think very deeply, especially in this scene, about memory and about energy and death. Yeah. And fairness and all the existential dready things. Mm-hmm. And, but also, like, I've, I don't think that there's a film out there like this. Right. That constantly yanks you back and forth between peace and chaos. Yeah. Like, because when the chaotic moments are happening, they're really good. But when the peaceful moments are happening, they're extremely good. They're exquisite. Like, I I literally don't know how to put into words the feeling I get in these peaceful sequences. It's a full-body sense of wonder for me. Yeah. This is one of those cork movies where you just start thinking about everything, and it just starts coming out, and you pop that cork, and oh, all your feelings are everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) That's so accurate. She, I just love how she's a little cottage core sorceress. She is. They start uh, knitting things, right? Like, yeah. Or she get oh, what does she give Shihiro? She, oh my God. So with no faces and bows and the flies' help. Who are all really good at pattern work yeah. and stitching. <laughs> they make her like a little magic hair tie. And she goes, here, take this and use it to tie back your hair. It will protect you because it's made from From the the threads threads your friends wove together. together. That's so gay. In the best possible sense of the word. Uh, Oh, my God. It's so great. And then Zeneva's like, we have another visitor. I can sense it. (laughs) Uh, She opens the front door of that cottage and there's Haku in dragon form. (laughs)
2: I can't believe it.
0: How did it happen? Ah, that's love for you. Literally, when she's like, Haku, when it cuts to the image of him just like looking almighty, I. this is the literal noise I made. I went, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's the animation, man. And he's like, come. I fly you back to bathhouse. Oh, my God. And you know what I love? No Face stays behind with Zaniba. No Face is going to stick with Zaniba. I love it. And I'm like, that's a good place for you to be, No Face. If No Face is going to be... Is good if No Face is gonna be. <laughs> I appreciate him being with Zaniba. He's in good hands. He can just help her knit and bake and yeah. like do all sorts of cute shit. I love it. Exactly. I need a whole ass movie. I need yes. I need a sequel involving Zaneba and No Face's adventures to save the spirit realm. <laughs> <laughs> I have in all capital letters this flight sequence. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's pretty great. Like, there's always flight elements in Miyazaki films. He's fascinated with flight. It's so gorgeous. Like, I just, I can't get over it. And this is when Chihiro starts having memories. Uh Uh-huh. From her childhood. It's starting to come back to her where she knows Haku from. And she's just like, you know, Haku, um, I fell in this river when I was a kid. Yeah. And, um... I totally thought I was going to die, but, like, I was okay. The river carried me to shore. He's a river. He's a river spirit. He saved her life as a child.
2: It finally came back to me. The river's name was the Kohaku River. I think that was you. And your real name is Kohaku River.
0: And in that moment... His dragon eyes get real wide, and then I love how he just kind of bursts into scales. Yeah, he literally busts. Yeah, it's the great shot of them falling through the air. Free falling, grabbing hands. Holding onto each other. Looking into each other's eyes. And Haku's just like, you did it. You did it,
3: Shihiro. I remember I was the spirit of the Kohaku River. A river spirit? My name is the Kohaku River.
2: They filled in that river. It's all apartments now.
3: That must be why I can't find my way home, Shihiro. I remember you falling into my river,
2: and I remember your little pink shoe. So you were the one who carried me back into shallow water. You saved me. I knew you were good.
0: She freed him. Yeah. She made him remember his name. She's putting that back into the universe. He saved her as a child, and she just saved him. She freed him from you, Bob, a I, spell. I just love that he's a river. I know. <laughs> you know, like like that's a lot of. Th- <clears throat> oh, oh, someone's getting choked up. I know. I'm sorry. I just the, the the combination of the visuals and the writing and the music and the just overall beauty of that moment as they're free falling holding hands. I'm sorry. Diamond filmmaking. Oh my Diamond god. Diamond filmmaking. So they don't like fall to their deaths or anything. They're fine. He like levitates them back to the bathhouse where Yubaba and the whole staff are out front waiting for them. It's a big big fish moment. Everyone we've met along the way is there. Yeah. And Yubaba's got Sen's contract in her hand. She's corralled all these pigs from the slaughterhouse. And just to be a bitch, she's like, <laughs> "Okay, you have to pick which two of these pigs are your actual parents. If you don't pick correctly, I get to keep you. And I love how the entire staff is kind of pissed that she's making her do this in the first place. I feel like Shihiro went from having no support at all to having all the support. Yeah. Like... I think, I think that since No-Face got in... And they saw how quickly the the, the, the ecosystem broke down in yeah. there. I think they're all kind of ready for a change. And they don't really want Yubaba to get her way. But the thing is, guys, Chihiro's a fucking badass. Because she's like spiritually ensued now. And she literally takes like a five second look at all those pigs. Literally no time at all. And is like...
2: Hmm? There must be a mistake. None of these pigs are my mom or dad. None of them? Is that
4: really your answer? hmm ah. Oh,
0: you, you got, got it! it. Yeah. And then that contract? disappears from her hand I love the way everyone lights up and they're like no fucking way (laughs) (laughs) all the pigs turn back into employees yeah people she's enslaved and they're like you got it yeah I love it the whole staff goes nuts I love Kamaji Kamaji's up on the roof with Uh Lynn and he's just like yes like they're, they're all so excited for her it's a great moment a great moment for everybody except you baba and then kahaku river is like hey we gotta go <laughs> we gotta go like now he drags her back through the park one summer day starts playing again. i know <laughs> it's so nice he leads her back to the dry river bed and he's like your parents woke up on the other side all you gotta do is run across there and rejoin them when I when we see her parents, I almost start to cry. I know, like all the stress we've been through. Yeah, and they don't remember anything about yeah. being pigs. They're just like, "Come on, we gotta go." I almost want to slap them in the fucking face. <laughs> they're like, "Come on, we're gonna be late," and I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." <laughs> there was plenty of time to check out the food <laughs> stall. Jihiro said no a hundred times before walking down that dark tunnel. I don't want to hear it, Mom and Dad. But here's the crazy thing. They go back through that tunnel, out on the other side where their car is parked. The wall looks different. Because it's overgrown. Like, it's overgrown. The car, like, uh, the whole area, which was nicely and neatly mowed when they came into it's just all overgrown with grass and branches. and And the inside of the car is covered with dust. And, like... They're like, the parents are in the car, like, what the fuck? And she's like still standing there looking back at the tunnel entrance. And I just like, I felt her in that moment. She's looking back at the tunnel entrance like, what the fuck? What like, did I just do? How long have we been gone? And then it made me feel really ominous there right at the end. Like, oh God, what does society thinks happened to these people? How long have they been gone? They've obviously been gone for... A long time. It's been weeks, at least. And I mean, like, I bet the movers thought they died. Yeah. Or something happened to them. They got spirited away. They've got they've got a rude awakening waiting for them in town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. We never figure out how that impacts their moving. Because they just drive away. And I love it. We go out on the greatest set of lines.
4: A new home and a new school? It is a bit scary.
2: I think I can handle it.
0: Oh, oh, I love it. Guys, uh, spirit it away. Uh, oh my god. We did spirit it away. <sighs> guys, that movie is so much to unpack and I'm so glad we've unpacked it. Yeah, we didn't get to everything and we probably didn't explain everything very well, but which god, is which is all the more reason that y'all got to go watch this film. Guys, Watch the film if you haven't seen the film. Go check out the content that we provided for you. It's really good if you're trying to understand, you know, the greater lore of Spirited Away. And also, no sequel. Yeah. I, I, like, I'm not, you know me, I'm not usually a sequel fan. But you want one. But I do. Yeah, I do. But, like, I still like the kind of longing love for a sequel, but at the same time just appreciating the original film for what it is. Right. You know? And, like, I just, I... I, if I try to go into a long, in-depth explanation about why this movie means so much to me, we'll, we'll be here for another hour. Mm-hmm. But, and Joe Biden goes on in 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got to catch the address to Congress. <laughs> but I'll just suffice it to say this. And, and Gavin actually put this into words for me, so thank you very much, Gavin. Aww, that's gay. Yeah, uh, yeah, I love it. He said, if you want to recapture the feeling that you got watching Disney movies as a kid... As an adult, watch Miyazaki movies. How many times did I tell you, both throughout the recording and beforehand, that this returned me to those exact same feelings I had as a child? Exactly. The feelings of unfairness and dread. But like, what's new for me in watching this film this time was the peaceful moments. Because as a child, all I remembered was the nopey, like, fuck you, no thanks moments. (laughs) And... I'm glad with fresh adult eyes, you know, I'm glad that I got to experience the the nicer moments of the film and then appreciate all of that for what it is. You don't, you won't see films like this ever again. Like, I get it. I am a weeb in normie clothing. Like, yes. <laughs> like I get it. I, I am kind of a weeb, but like. Just like from an artistic standpoint, Mm -hmm. we've really got to start embracing it. And like, y'all got to get over your fear of subtitles. Or just watch the English dub, like whatever floats your boat. But not everything does have a dub. So, like, I just, this month, as we visit these films, I would just invite you all to maybe expand your horizons a little bit. Speaking of which, guys. We've got a lot of great content coming up for you in the month of May. Anime. Ah, uh, yeah. So, uh, what are we doing next, Karen? Guys, next week we will be talking about Pokemon, the first movie. The first. New Two Strikes Back. Guys, yeah, uh, uh, another film from sh- that I haven't seen since childhood. I'm ready. I know, I'm ready. It's also a nice short movie. So <laughs> it is. It'll be good. <laughs> it won't be anything like this week. It'll be a nice quick coverage. So, folks, look out for that. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at Kick and Stream. K I C K N S T R E A M. You can write the show at Kicking and Streaming Podcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. And don't forget, folks, practice the three R's rate, review, retweet. Rate, review, retweet, folks. We want everyone to come and join our little watch party. More quality content coming to you from Kicking and Streaming. Until then, I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And as always, sorry, Mom. Mom. Nothing is, nothing is, nothing